0: Welcome back! You're listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show, a weekly podcast where artists and performers go to chat about nothing. Hosted by Canadian singer-songwriter Todd Donald.
1: Good morning, Ontario, Canada, and the rest of the world. (laughs) Todd Donald here, host of my show. I got a show and named it after myself. Can't get fired or quit. That sucks. So I said some things in my intro last week that I did mean about being an ally. I mean, it's Tuesday, June 16th, 2020 today, and we all know what's being talked about. Now, I don't think that my voice is important or anything, so I'm going to stop after this one when it comes to that. So I'm either glad that I said where I stand on it or I regret it. I'm not sure, but I know that those of us who have privilege and are aware of it, we all need to strap in and do our part to hold ourselves accountable, to hold others accountable. Accountable and learn and listen and donate and march. But yeah, what I'm finished saying on that now, uh, I'll pick up in the real world. Much less significantly in my personal life, as some of you uh, who listen know, my partner and I are back in Ontario from the Arctic Circle for a few weeks, and I'm just under a week away from arrival quarantine being over. So I'm really looking forward to driving my car again and possibly seeing safely seeing some friends again. As for the podcast, it's kind of weird that I'm down here, but all the episodes I've been rolling out since last month through into July have yet to be uh, edited, and were all recorded last month while I'm still here, so it's kind of weird. All I can do to add a loving context to these episodes is put the present context in the intro. I don't know if that's an intro segment to talk to you about. What is that? Does that interest you? I'm an idiot. I recorded this conversation over Zoom from the Arctic over a month ago now and it was to Katie Topham in Waterloo. Katie Topham, formerly Katie Warren, is a fantastic singer-songwriter in the genre of genres of country, pop, rock. or for those of us who seek singer-songwriter as like a genre, I'd say that sums it up best. Great pop sensibility, but with depth and depth and depth. And I've always been someone who sees Katie as an interesting person. We met at Oktoberfest 2013, started writing our first song together one or two years after that, became fast friends, never quite finished that song, and cut to last August, December. I got to work with her at Descendants Brewery, which, fuck, I forgot. I also went to her and Ryan Topham's wedding, and she co-hosted a podcast with me in the last iteration. Talk about last but not least details. Get your shit together, Todd. Are you prepped enough? Do you feel comfortable? Got your drink? Are you wearing sunscreen? This is Katie Topham and I. Enjoy. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Last minute interjection. I didn't want to re-record the voiceover. We didn't use Zoom. We recorded ourselves with microphones while over the phone with each other and Katie sent me her audio track after. This is not the least bit important. I'm just a stickler for this shit. Sorry. Enjoy the interview now, I promise. Hey Katie, welcome on the podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, Todd.
1: Oh, so much to talk about. I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> we banter, <laughs> and what was not in the intro. I had I the fortune uh, prior to coming up here to Joe Haven in the latter four months of 2019. You and I got to be coworkers.
2: That was that was the absolute best. I, uh, it was awesome that we got to work together. I was very sad when, when you left, but I mean, in reality, I left very shortly there after that anyway, but still, right, you, you had a thing. I had, I had stuff to do. <laughs> I, I had to, I had to pop out a human and stuff.
1: Let's start off with that. I mean, sure. that's, that's, that's <laughs> the most current chapter of your story, right? Of your life, that's but true. it's, uh, certainly quite a big deal. It it's, is. it's no small Task to oh. to deliver a child and,
2: oh and to carry
1: it for nine months and all that.
2: If I can be frank, holy crap, it was difficult. My God, I.
1: <laughs> you do a good Frank. I, oh, good.
2: Thank you, thank you very much. Well, you were you were working with me when I was through through the the latter half of my pregnancy and uh,
1: totes prags. I was pregs.
2: I was totes prags and it was totes. Yeah, I don't know. I always had this image in my head that I would be this like majestic beautiful like flower child pregnant lady and it would just be oh my gosh everything's wonderful and like hey I'm glowing and I, it was not like that it was <laughs> it was <laughs> It was my back hurt and my feet hurt and I was swollen and I had acne. I mean, I always have acne, but it was worse. And the first three months I was sick the whole time. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There were some really cool points too, like, you know, when the baby kicks and stuff, it's really neat. But but yeah, definitely have having him having him here is much more exciting than than the carrying for nine months part. Right. I had him on April Fool's Day, which was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course well, my baby was born on April Fool's Day.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> we can expand on this further down, but for those of you who don't know, Katie's part of a musical family.
2: I do some music stuff either, now and again. Uh,
1: either by inheritance or <laughs> coincidence. coincidence. <laughs> <or> you're, uh, <laughs> you're a singer-songwriter. Great at both. Oh, thank and you. And so is your dad, Jamie Warren. And so was your half brother Joshua. Josh isn't my half-brother. Sorry, there's someone else I know who I and I mistakenly said brother and they corrected me and said half brother. And I'm like, okay, don't fuck that up again.
2: You, you said that and I was like, do you know something I, can I don't? This. <laughs> Josh is definitely my full, full brother, full blown brother. Right. He's been around since the get go. I've known him for a long time. Both of those individuals that are related to me are talented. That's correct.
1: The three of you, like it didn't skip a generation. Now this little baby Topham with Ryan's charm and technical savvy and with his mom's musical savvy True. He can fucking set up his own sound and play a gig.
2: I really hope so. I, I, I mean, I plan to to train him to do so. I, if he so wishes, that is. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna make him do something he doesn't want to but uh he's he seems to enjoy music that's for sure i i played a lot while i was pregnant i did do i played gigs right up until the end like i only stopped playing gigs like the last couple weeks of my pregnancy so i he heard a lot of music that's for sure and he uh my my dad jamie he he called the other day and i had him on facetime video and the baby uh, his name is zenon zenon is very starting to get very um emotive he he can finally kind of he's six weeks Old now, and he kind of he smiles, and you know, well, he, he tries to anyway, makes some interesting faces, and he he actually is kind of responsive when you talk to him and look at him and do stuff with him. Him and his grandpa, uh, who who is elected to be called Big J, which makes me laugh my ass okay. off. They were chatting back and forth, and my dad sang to him a little bit, and he and he really enjoyed that. He was kind of yelling back to Big J while he sang, so that was kind of cute. So. I do hope that the child is musical.
1: Wouldn't it be funny of that stereotypical, but in reverse, I'm going to steam at this part of the day. Sorry. Wouldn't it be funny uh, to have it be the scenario where you're the parents pressuring them to get in the arts. Mom, I want to be a banker.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I have big, I just want to be, a, I just wanna be a, a, a lawyer. You know, I want to be an accountant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: his, his fucking friends wouldn't feel sorry for him. It's like, I have all these banking skills. I really know a lot about other jobs right go what's the problem? My parents are pressuring me to be an artist
2: my, my parents just want me to play music it's hell. My parents yeah. want me to like go out on the weekends and play music and meet people and I just i I just want to count stuff.
1: They played records for me when i was try when I was trying to sleep as a child yeah
2: i was I, was, I just wanted to do math and they they just they just kept making me sing and i i didn't know what to do <laughs> Yeah, that, that's my, mean, yeah. my greatest fear, really, is what that is. This is uh, I Just Don't Feel Like Loving You. I, I And I wrote this with uh, Jamie Warren and Dwayne Steele. And um, gosh, if you want me to explain the song, really, it's just that that moment that I think everybody goes through where they, they just... You don't want to walk away from the relationship. You know you're going to come back later, maybe that day, maybe later that week, but you just... Just right in that moment You just don't feel like Loving that person And I I, I know that uh, Everybody experiences that No matter the status Of their relationship So I think it's something Everybody can relate to
3: Somehow I always seem to lose It's more take than give with you Lost and found Worth going around Standing up and back and down That's all we do You don't have to ask me to stay Cause I ain't walking I just don't feel like loving you Today It doesn't matter what you do Say I'm gonna give my heart a break I know just what it's gonna take I just don't feel like loving you today (laughs)
1: <laughs> we have fun, we, so in the, at this God,
2: I miss you at the, I, at this,
1: <laughs> I miss you team and um let's let's talk about you. How far back can you remember
2: I can remember stuff from like when I was in kindergarten i I mean like i don't remember everything by any means but but like yeah, I can remember conversations that I, I've had with like, you know, f- friends at school or situations that have happened when I was, a, when I was young, like I probably, probably about like kindergarten age, like maybe like four or five. Mm-hmm. My mom tells me stories about when I was like just first talking and, and like when I was like two and stuff like that, I've, I, I've got a really good one if you want one, but like four or five onward, I can remember.
1: I, my, my guess would be having met both you and your mom. Mm-hmm. I don't imagine either of you were uncomfortable, you know, being social as children, like from the first time you were in a a thing where your parents were going to leave you alone. And there were other kids there that you had no problem being like, hi, I'm Katie. What's going on?
2: Oh my God. No, not at all. Yeah. I, have I, Okay. So one thing my mom will say is that my brother, my brother was a lot more fearless than I was in terms of he, they used to drop him off at the rec center and he would go swimming and just be by himself. And he was totally fine with that. I, I was very much so like I wanted to be with friends and be with people and surrounded by people. And I'm, I'm still like that. So it doesn't surprise me at all. But no, Josh and I have both been uh, very vocal and friendly from a very young age. That's for sure. I would agree with that statement.
1: It's funny because those of us who were completely the opposite just utterly afraid of those situations <laughs> always thought what's the secret what 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 do the outgoing people have in their arsenal what are they doing what are the what are what's the secret what are the steps I've come to gather that there is no steps like you just do it there's a lot less thought and you're just thinking more I want to interact with you I want to <laughs>
2: Absolutely, I would totally agree with that. Like I it's interesting. I've been I've been talking a lot lately to uh <laughs> to psychiatrists. Fun fact, after you have a baby, sometimes you get something called postpartum depression and then you need to talk to people. I interestingly enough have been having these having conversations about uh things like this lately. And one thing that I've realized is becoming an adult that part of me slowly over the years has been crushed a little bit like it you know you you can only be so fearless in conversations with people until you get shut down enough times and then you know you don't do it as much as as you get as you get older you don't do it as much and Now, as somebody in their 30s, I I feel like I've regained that confidence to be able to do that again, where it's kind of like, you know what? Well, take me or leave me. That's just this is who I am at this point. So if you like me, you like me. If you don't, well... Yeah, I guess that's my two, my, my well, I two cents on that.
1: If I was to attach a metaphor to that, it's kind of like the store always needs a keeper, right? So the store left unattended gets dirty or robbed or <laughs> <laughs> shat in or whatever. Right. And that's sort of like, you know, as you go through life, you're informed by situations and, and moments and bad things and, and whatever. And, and you become a little bit more guarded in this way or a little bit more, bit more afraid in that way. Absolutely. And then when you come back to the store and saying, okay, I'm running this bitch again. I got to clean things up and get things in order. That's, that's one saying to themselves and the universe. Okay. Uh, I don't have to be afraid uh, to be myself. I don't have to. So it's like self maintenance, I guess is uh, what you've done and what others do, I guess.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Outgoing shout that, That plays well into um, if you have this artistic passion, you're eager to share it with people. At what point were you inclined
2: to start doing that? Oh, gosh. Uh, My 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 passion actually started with with reading and writing. I 100 percent. I the first thing I really recall about uh, about this whole process in becoming an artist was I remember being pretty young, like not so young that it was like astonishing that I was reading and and writing and stuff but but young enough that it was like oh that's impressive that you can read that much kind of thing and i don't know what age it right. was but you know if that gives you a ballpark excellent but I remember like, you know, driving with my parents and like, you know, I would read out signs and stuff like that. My mom was kind of going, wow, you're, you're really, you're a really good reader. And just like, yeah, you know, and, uh, and then I started writing my own things. And I remember my, my childhood friend, nausea, she lived next door and my dad used to have this big cube van that I absolutely loved in the back of the van. was
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, what was your friend's name? Nausea. Did you have other friends in that name, heartburn, upset, stomach, and <laughs> diarrhea?
2: <laughs> no, don't be mean. <laughs> she, uh, actually, they, uh, Naja and her brother, Jana, they're of, uh, Jamaican descent. They've got, had some pretty cool <laughs> names. Fun fact about their, their names, actually, uh, Naja, her brother, Jana, his name, their names have the exact same letters, just rearranged. Which I always I always thought was kinda cool. But anyway, so we were best friends growing up. She lived next door and we used to play this game where one of us would pretend to drive the cube van. Obviously we couldn't drive, but my dad would unlock the van for us so we could play in it. And I would I would sit in the front seat and pretend to drive and one of us would stand in the back and sing and pretend like be the radio, basically. (laughs) It was was a really fun game. It's kinda weird now that I say it out loud. And then we, you know, I'd started writing, writing songs and writing, you know, for lack of a better term, I guess I'd call it like spoken word. Uh, I recall being in third grade and getting up and reading like a spoken word kind of poem that I did for, um, I don't know, I guess it was like a show and tell kind of thing. I guess that's Mm -hmm. where that started. But I do remember the first time that I sang live, I want to say I was probably maybe eight. Right. Jason Barry, who is a well-known um, producer, artist, musician in this area, uh, doesn't live here anymore, lives uh, out east now, but he's really good friends with my dad. And he was doing a matinee show at TJ's when when that was still a place. I was singing in the car and my parents both said, hey, wait a second, you can you can sing. And I was like, I like to sing. Well, you you, you sing pretty well. And I was like, oh, OK.
1: <laughs> were you Garth from Wayne's World? Yeah. I like to
2: sing. Uh-huh. I like to sing. And so we were uh-huh. we, we happened to be going to Jason's place, I guess, for a visit or something. And when we got to Jason's house, they said, sing for Jason. And I was like, OK. And so I, I sang for Jason and Jason was like, wow, you, you can sing. I'm like, oh, that's what people keep telling me. I don't know. So at this, <laughs> at this matinee show that we went to, and again, it was a matinee, so kids were allowed. So I came and Jason invited me up to sing with the band. I sang tonight, the heartaches on me by the Dixie Chicks. And, and, and it was, it was awesome when, when we finished, I actually have a picture of it in my house somewhere. I remember at the end of the song, everybody clapped and everybody said, encore. And I, and I pulled the microphone close and I went, I'm sorry. I don't know any more songs. And, <laughs> and, and, that was that. But uh, yeah, that yeah. was, that was when I first started singing. And, and when everybody clapped for me, I was like, Oh, I think I should do this. <laughs> so then I kept doing it.
1: That's fantastic. So again, this family thing, I've heard Josh's music. I love it. Same with yours, same with your dad's. What each of you do and what you're s- telling me sounds like your interest in singing and 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 performing wasn't influenced, which is fantastic. It's a different story from yeah, my dad's a musician and that's how it happened.
2: Yeah, you you know what, you're you're kind of right. Like I I, I've done a lot of radio interviews recently because I released a single in January. Right. And so, so doing these interviews, I, I, I will always say like, Oh, who's you, who was your first musical influence? Well, hundred percent. Duh. That's my dad, Jamie Warren. And, and of course, and, and of course. He, and sorry. He, I
1: didn't, I didn't mean to insinuate that. he.
2: You no, know, you're not at all. It's, and it's true. He was my first musical influence, but my dad will be the first one to tell you when when I was really little, he used to have to wait until I took naps to go play because I hated when he played. I don't know why. I don't remember this. I was pretty young. So I, I don't know. Apparently, I really didn't like his music when I was a kid. I like it now. But he also, he tried to teach me to play the guitar and to do stuff multiple times and I didn't want it I I didn't want to be taught by my dad that wasn't something that I was interested in doing and so he yes he was definitely an influence and I do I think my story would have been different if I hadn't been surrounded by music because of my dad probably but you're totally right it wasn't one of those situations where it's like oh yeah my my dad was a musician so they made me take music lessons and that's how my music thing started it was a, a genuine love for the idea of making music whether it was writing or or, or performing there's a, a, a genuine a genuine want and, and and I would say need involved with that for sure
1: yeah like it came organically like it, it wasn't yeah. one of those situ- situations where you're just uh, put into music camp and, and that's the family business and yeah. then one day you, you snap and go who am I
2: yeah. Like, yeah I wanted to be a banker damn it
1: <laughs> I was programmed yeah uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, I definitely
2: um, didn't want to be a banker. God, don't let me be a banker. I'm terrible at math.
1: So, and I, I assume it was the same kind of organic self nurtured thing with your brother, right?
2: Hell if I know. No, <laughs> okay. I, don't, I don't fucking know. Um, no, <laughs> No, i I would say abso- I would say absolutely. Actually, I'll tell you a fun story about Josh. And again, i I don't think I say this enough. Is that my my brother's a fantastic artist? I'm I'm really proud of him. He's done some really cool things recently. He actually recently hopped on. Do you, Do you know who JoJo is? JoJo, as
1: in Casey and JoJo? No, or JoJo Worthington, or another one. Jo- I'm jo- gonna edit this out. JoJo,
2: like like the like the pop like R and B artist. It's just a little too late, that song.
1: Yeah, yeah. Chick. Of course I do. Uh I'm hip. Yeah, so. yeah, that chick. Let's just <laughs> we'll just
2: edit that part out. Yeah, we we both know what we're talking about. Jojo did a, an Instagram live thing the other day and you know how you can hop on people's Instagram lives and request to or whatever, I guess. I don't know. I'm old. I'm not really sure how any of this works. Well, you can use your phone to talk to people and do shows apparently. And on Instagram, I guess you can request to hop on people's live shows. And so my brother Mm -hmm. actually requested to hop on her live show and they ended up talking on her live show for like five to 10 minutes and he got to sing and stuff and that was really cool. And when josh was really little we we went to like all my dad's shows right we would we would be pretty much anything that was in town we would probably be at and um, (laughs) let's play
1: a little game called carry dad's amp yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) here you take the guitar and you take this actually we we sold merch was uh, when i got old enough to 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 handle the money josh would full-on interrupt my dad's sets he would i remember one time he my dad was in the middle of a show my dad was talking and you know he's he's a really good public speaker he's telling jokes and you hear from the crowd dad hey dad dad (laughs) dad's like and dad's trying to ignore it dad and dad finally goes yes josh into the microphone josh goes i need your keys (laughs) for what i need some more money for the games Cause we're at some like kind of like outdoor fair and dad's like, can you wait till I'm done? Josh's like, no. <laughs> my dad, my dad reaches his pockets, throws him the van keys and it's like, okay, great. No. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah, he
1: had to feel so sunken at those moments. <laughs> yeah.
2: Dad used to also, he, he used to bring us up on stage to sing. I know when I, when I was really little, dad would bring me up on stage and we would do a skin and which is uh mm. And and he used to do that with Josh as well when he was little. But Josh was a little ballsier than me in the sense that if Josh decided he wanted to go sing Skinamarink, he would just walk on stage uh, and be like, "Okay, right. it's my okay, it's my time now."
1: Obviously, if you're ah, uh, stop being such a shitty host. Okay, so <laughs> you are not. I, a I assume host. going into high school, you're. <laughs> let me, let me pass the torch to you on this, and just say that that uh, that I know that my friend that I love. Is one of those who uh, is faced a, a different challenge than people who don't have times. You know, you know what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, I was sad in high school. Um, yeah. <laughs> is that, is <laughs> that, well, everyone's sad in
1: high school, but it, there are some people that are more helpless than others, and they don't know why, and they have to figure that out, and 100%, they need to help. Totally. Not being one of them, I want you to feel free to to, to share. What high school was like dealing with that.
2: Yeah, man. High school is a funny one for me. To a certain degree, I I loved high school. I made a lot of friends in high school, people who I, I may not see or talk to all the time anymore, but I still hold dearly and love very much. I should really get better at answering this question because now that while we're talking, I know the answer is when people say, you know, who were your biggest musical influences? Honestly, my friends in high school were my biggest musical influences. We had a really cool year. So I, I, I went to, I went to resurrection and I will Same say, here? I know. <laughs> Resbians. We both went life. to Conestoga too. I, that's, that's true. Resbians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people used to call us resbians. Apparently that was some kind of I insult. wasn't there
1: for that. I missed that. Oh,
2: really? Yeah, yeah. No, that happened later then. When I went into high school, I had I had pink hair and I wore skate shoes and combat boots and a lot of makeup. And a lot of people admit that the first time they met me, they were like a little scared of me. I was always like this, though. Like, I've I've never been scary. I'm, yeah. I'm super friendly. I was just, I, I like to dress that way because it was... I think there was definitely a level of that whole emo thing going on. Yeah, I was yeah, myspace page. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I had an awesome MySpace page, it had music and like cool, cool colors and stuff. Yeah, no, definitely. I was, I, I was depressed in high school. I was, when puberty hit and everything, my, my world was rocked. I was one of those people where mm. ever since I hit puberty, I've, I've dealt with depression issues and still to this day, I'm, I'm 30 and I, and I still have, I, I still have those issues I I never grew out of that. For me, that was never a I guess just like you said, I have a u- unique perspective on it because I, I I do have issues with uh, with depression and anxiety and have my whole life and it's different for everybody even if you have the same conditions, for example, it's different for everyone mm-hmm. everyone's experience is different and it, it took me a really long time to figure out what it is that is actually going on with me um and you know and it, and it, it it's a continuous thing like you you grow and change as a human but yeah, high school high school was amazing. And also really tough because being an adolescent is hard enough, but to also actually have depression issues and things like that, that, that makes it even harder. And I, I definitely struggled through that time of my life. I was at one point I was by myself mutilated through part of high school. And, and at one point I was, I was anorexic near the end of high school for a little while and all different kinds of things to deal with, you know, mm-hmm. how I was feeling. But, but the one constant thing that I did have that was a positive was, was music. And, the the one thing that I thought was really cool about my graduating year, uh, was our thing was music. We 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 were all performers. I, I had a lot of really cool friends who who are still musicians now. Like I my friend Sandy Martin and uh Mike Rajna, my Julian Peter. I there's so many people that I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna continue to say names or I'm gonna miss a million people, but But I performed Mm -hmm. with all those people, and those people gave me an insight into the kind of music I wanted to play, and and, and honestly, the kind of person I wanted to be through that music. That was, they, they introduced me to a lot of the musicians that I still hold dear today, and playing music in high school is what transitioned me from listening to angry punk music, which again, absolutely nothing wrong with angry punk music. It's awesome, but it's not really my forte in terms of my performance. And I transitioned into listening to, to folk music and, and roots artists and people like Emmylou Harris and, um, and Ryan Adams and, and stuff like that. And those, those were the artists, uh, that were introduced to me in high school who really changed, my outlook on on writing and performing and and really gave me something to to hold on to.
1: The reason that I asked and I asked you to talk about like high school, along with that part of it, is just that if one were to look at you now, who didn't know you, mm-hmm. you brought a child into this world. You got married. You have kick ass music on the waves and you've always been a great songwriter as long as I've known you
2: oh, thank probably
1: man. before too. <laughs> and you know, I, I just think it's good for people out there who can relate to that or might even be in high school. I mean, fucking high school kids are annoying. They shouldn't listen to my show. Just stay away. But
2: <laughs> I hope, I hope there's some high school kids you know, out there who think I'm cool. <laughs> I don't even know if I know any high school kids. And also
1: <laughs> like, and, and no one, no one owes you know, what could be depending on the individual, individual, private things like that. If you, if you didn't open up to me about that before or weren't willing to, or didn't want to, I might not have known because you're just an awesome person. And so is, so is anyone else who also deals with that. I didn't have a point. All I'm saying is that, (laughs) you know, do you get what I'm saying?
2: No, I totally get what you're saying. I, I will say, I remember doing a presentation in, in college when I, when I went to Conestoga, i know i don't i don't remember i don't remember what the project was honestly but i you're but you
1: were doing a project i was
2: doing some kind of project some kind of presentation and the point was uh, to the point was at one point i talked about a person in this presentation who was scared and sad and alone and had had these you know mental health issues and whatever and i revealed at the end of my presentation that that person i was speaking about was me and it was interesting is that I, I actually I didn't expect this level of shock from my from my fellow classmates and my teacher. But all of them were kind of like, really, that was that you went through those things. That was stuff that you that you faced. And they were they were very surprised because not to toot my own horn, but but you're right. I, I, I do carry myself pretty well in that sense. The only reason that a lot of people know about my mental health issues is because I'm not afraid to talk about it. And again, what what you said, just because I'm somebody who does offer up my story to a certain degree. obviously, I don't go into super amounts of detail unless we're really close. I'm not gonna go into super amounts of detail on your show, but you know some things, and it's i've I've had right. a hard life to a certain degree. i've I've gone through some shit. I will be honest about it, but just because I do doesn't mean anybody else has to. They, they you don't owe that to anybody. You, your story is your story and that's it. And, and, mm. but because it's very cathartic for me to share things. And, and I think that that probably does have something to do with the fact that I am a musician. And so I, I, I tell stories. That's, that's part of what I do for me to share things. It works. And I I hope that maybe there there is somebody who listens to this story and goes, oh, shit, she went through a bunch of stuff. She's still going through stuff and she's, you know, in a absolutely wonderful marriage and making music and has a super cute baby. And if, if you had told me seven years ago that this is where I would be, I would have laughed at you. I was not doing well that number of years ago. I was not. And and now I really am. I met
1: you about seven years ago. Sorry. But like, that's, yeah, you know, what like, you, we'll you get to that. Let, let's get to that. Because I think I think the highlight of your life was meeting me. And 100% so. it was.
2: <laughs> that's when everything changed. Um,
1: <laughs> that's that's when everything changed. <laughs>
2: Angel sang. It was like Hiroshima. It was. It was
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Your
2: comparison was a lot darker than mine.
1: Oh, wait, that wasn't a good thing. That's right. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so let's just say we were at an Oktoberfest event and I ran into our mutual friend, Jessie T, <laughs> yep. another fantastic artist. I like her. And she, she's all right. She's been <laughs> she, on the show. She's a okay. She's okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because of that introduction you and I met and I, I had the chance to to write a song with you four times wrote one song and- <laughs> yep.
2: which by the way is a really good song that we need to like finish it is I think <laughs> Do we ever finish it?
1: Yeah. We got to get song started in those four sessions. We
2: should probably finish that. We, you know, we play really, we'll, we'll get back to this, but we play really good music together. We need to, we, we need to do that more often, mm. but, but anyway, keep talking.
1: Around the time that we got together for a songwriting session, mm-hmm. uh, 2014, yeah. you gave me a CD that had some songs of yours. It was a DIY in DC, c- like uh, yeah, my EP a piece of uh, plastic. <laughs> Was that recorded in the studio? Here's the thing, it didn't play. I don't think it burned properly. It just didn't play. Oh, you and I was sad about that, but (laughs) I never told you.
2: you've ever like, told have you, me that have you
1: listened to the cd i'm like it looks awesome yeah I, it looks i don't awesome. know if
2: you've ever told me that because i totally will give you another one also they're on my computer so i could like burn you one that works i do remember that because I, I remember at one point i bought some cds and they just happened to be duds like something was wrong with them and none of them burned correctly and i yeah that that sucked because i had a few people contact me about that and i replaced all of them except apparently yours so sorry That five song EP was like um, it was it was recorded in the studio, just demo tracks like they were just what they were just
1: for the industry or. Yeah,
2: exactly. It was that was a um, I I got a factor grant is what happened with that is that I got I got a factor grant to be able to do just some demo work to then, you know, change into (laughs) something big and. And so I, yeah. I, I did, I did some, I, I demoed some tunes and those were actually, were, were, that was a few years ago and we're, we're still working off some of those. I, we're, we're deciding yes. right now which song from that EP will be the next single. Ooh, yeah
1: just the way you said that sounded so much like the 1950s covering for a lie guy it's like what had happened was see was uh, <laughs> they gave us some money and uh we, we did that with it i i tell you uh, and then i said to the guy five dollars <laughs> yeah that's the ticket <laughs>
2: okay now i'm doing oh a, really now i'm doing you, a simpsons bit i don't know <laughs> i got distracted oh
1: you do know jonathan what kind of coat was he wearing uh what what kind of coat do you think he was wearing denim yeah that's the ticket (laughs) i know that as part of your creative journey your professional music exploration Mm -hmm. creative words you uh collaborate with a lot of people you've collaborated with a lot of people jesse being one i'm sure you guys have co-written some stuff we actually we actually
2: wrote last week
1: right on ah pun w-r-i-t-e on (laughs) okay i love it i spelt it out that was so lame (laughs) uh kimberly manning you guys, yeah. have you guys co-written or just, you just played shows together? You know,
2: both? I don't know if Kim and I have actually, we may have written together at some point in time. I don't think we've ever actually like produced a final product together. I haven't seen Kim in years. I, I, I miss Kim dearly. Love her lots. Right. Um, she's, uh, seems like she's doing really well with her music right now, which is fantastic. She's a wonderful artist. Kind of skipped over it, but you mentioned Carrie DeMayer in there as well. Another one of my, my fave people. I actually, we were texting yesterday about how we should do a, a Zoom writing session. Planning on nice. planning on writing with Carrie in the very near future as well. All wonderful people who mm. I've written with. Jesse Pitcher would be another person who I've yeah. I, I, I used to play with quite a lot and uh, do projecty things with. We we used to play around town together. He moved to LA nice. recently. Oh snap! Yeah,
1: just because he he thought that'd be a better place to live, or is it because Holy is it related also to his musical goals?
2: I think all of the above. His uh, m- the main thing is his his wife is from LA, so they okay. actually yeah he he got married a little while ago and they uh, they decided to move back there and she's she's I think her her dad lives there, so they moved to the uh, <laughs> to California. I was gonna say the sunshine so he was
1: dragged there. <laughs> kicking and screaming.
2: Yeah, I know. Right. Don't take me to sunny tropical LA. No, I know. I was going to say the sunshine state that I was like, wait, is that Florida? (laughs) I don't think that's right. right. That's not right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not the sack, the left nipple. I was like um, the
2: time my friend said she was going to Atlanta and I was like, don't forget to do some gambling. And my friend was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, Atlanta, that's where like there's casinos and stuff. And she was like, you're thinking of Atlantic City. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> you're, you're right. Those, those two places are very different. <laughs> you know,
1: Kansas, the big apple, right? <laughs> so you and I have had lots of uh, laughs and, and lots of great discussions. hundred percent. But I, I think if there was a story in, in the time that you and I have known each other that makes me laugh the hardest, mm-hmm. not even a story. It's the it's the ridiculousness of a situation I was in. I was on.
2: I'm excited. POF. I don't know what you're going to say <laughs>
1: <laughs> in the fall or no, in the summer of 2015. And ultimately, believe it or not, that horrible website, it's not the it's not the website. It's the, it's, it's humanity. Um, but <laughs> it it did yield me meeting my now partner but before that in the summertime i went on this awful date that wasn't even supposed to happen it was going to be on a saturday we were going to meet up for coffee and make sure that none of us was
2: a serial killer
1: cycle right and on the friday night i had plans to go see my friends katie Van warren and kim manning play at the blue moon
2: oh yeah god i loved playing there Kim and I did a few gigs there. Those were great. Oh, right. I remember this. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm going to get a coffee and I'm either get a message or a phone call from that person that I was going to meet the following night. Hey, what are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm going to see my friends play music. It's like, oh, can I join you? And I'm thinking, respectfully, if you're going to join and be in the company of someone who's going to see their friends play music, that the understanding is you might sit with them and chit-chat a little bit and shut the fuck up when people are playing music.
2: <laughs> that would be right? my and understanding. I, I don't mean
1: like demeaning to another person, but I mean like I was clearly sitting there the whole time trying to watch you guys play. She's like, so that's when I really felt like I was... <laughs> like,
2: I definitely remember I'm like, this is, that.
1: Say this for you're having tomorrow's discussion. Yeah. <laughs> These are my friends playing. Excuse me, this was them. supposed
2: to be coffee conversation. Right now we're listening to music. Yeah.
1: Not only can I not hear Kim and Katie play, but Kim and Katie's friends can't hear them play. <laughs> Because Of all the things you're saying, Just, she, you're, you're kind of
2: being rude. She was and, talking <laughs> really loudly, and you know what? The area in the blue moon that we would play in was that like upper area. I forget what the room was called. It's the you know, the room with the was tree, was it the tree room? Yeah, the tre- is, that, room? <laughs> is right. that what it was called? The tree room, but duh. You know, that's room where with I, the- I
1: played there twice, and yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, that room with the tree, don't know what it was called. That room, that yeah. oh,
1: because it was a room,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the- <laughs> <laughs> that room was it's not that huge like it's it, it, right. it definitely you can hear people talk if they're talking while you're playing for sure mm-hmm. yeah there was a couple times where she was uh she was chatting and I was like that's interesting and uh, I, I remember us talking about that afterwards <laughs> you seemed well. she wouldn't have been able to get this from you because she didn't know you but you seemed Annoyed when I was talking to both of you afterwards, and I was looking at you I was going, "Oh yes, what? you guys are having a great time." You're like, oh, yeah, for sure." <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, yeah, I was having an awkward time. <laughs> I didn't. I should have just said, "Uh, you know, no." But you're too nice for that. Come. Well, yeah, I I I didn't know that that was going to happen. I, I and <laughs> you being as. Uh gregarious as you are, you did come up to us after, and I'm like, "Oh, this is fun. <laughs> we are all talking right now. Yeah, that, that was, was so awkward and, and shitty.
2: How dare you pay attention to the show you came to see? You're the worst
1: so if you're if you're listening out there, if you really want to get into someone's heart, the night before you plan to meet up with them, hornswagger yourself into the plans they had the night before and be rude.
2: The, pretty much right after that, you met Katie, right?
1: I, I do remember. I have it written down. Um,
2: <laughs> that, that's good. We like it when you remember anniversaries and stuff. Women, yeah. uh, when I say we, I mean women, not just Katie's in general. That was a bad joke. Yeah. I, <laughs> this is, uh, I'm not funny. Then, <laughs> but yes. Yeah. You, but, yeah uh, you met Katie shortly thereafter, I think. Who I like very much.
1: She's awesome. She is. That's she's you know,
2: Her, her she's name's right. Katie. Cool. How could she not be?
1: I understand after the recording that you were telling me about, you do now have officially stuff that's out there that people can find and access on Spotify, iTunes. I heard a song called I Just Don't Feel Like Loving You. It's, it's fantastically written, recorded song. Thank sung. you. You thank did a bitching you. job on it. Thank you. Uh, how long did it take to record that? You're
2: welcome. Um, that <laughs> I don't know how long it took to record that. A really... When did we write it? We Mm. wrote that in 2016. No, 2013. I don't know, Todd. The point is I want to say two hours. I I think, (laughs) I think, (laughs) I think we recorded it back in 2016. Yes. That sounds right. Initially. Anyway, I, I re-recorded it before we released it. I wrote that with, uh, Jamie Warren and Dwayne Steele. And we wrote, who is also an amazing, uh, artist and performer and writer. And he's fantastic. So yeah, we wrote that a number of years ago and then it just kind of sat there for a while. And we 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 recorded it. It it sat on my computer for a while and but I decided to take another go at the music thing, really. I know that sounds silly because mm-hmm. I've I as you know me, I've always been making music and I and I have, but As I stated before, a few years ago, I had a rough couple years. Mental health stuff, some personal things. um, Shit hit the fan, to say the least. (laughs) Took some time off. Then when I decided to come back to it, there was this new opportunity with CBC Radio. So, Sirius Satellite Radio is a really cool thing to be able to get on right now. Sirius XM has a Sirius XM Country channel, channel 171, and and there's some cool opportunities to get some singles played on that station and my my dad had been releasing some new tunes and and he said, "You know, you should really, you should really try this." And, and he actually presented it to me. This is a funny story that I don't tell. I haven't told many people. Is he presented this to me as a, as a Christmas gift two years ago. Uh-huh. And he said, "Okay, so your Christmas gift is we're going to release a single." And I was like, "Pardon me." He said, "I think that you should do this." I, he didn't say this, but basically, you're you're wasting your potential. Damn it, Dad! <laughs> you should you should make more music. It's good for you. And he he was correct. Uh, I needed to I needed to delve back into now that. lower calories. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's healthy. It's healthy. Um, and and he's he <laughs> he was right. I I did need to spend more time doing that. It was important to me, and I had kind of letting it let it fall by the wayside rightfully so i had some things to work on but it was time and he knew that because he knows me well he actually said to me he said you know do you remember that song that we wrote you and me and Dwayne?" and i said yes i do and he said i i think that has the potential to be a hit on the radio and i think we should work on it and i said okay sounds good so we we rewrote a couple Mm -hmm. lines and i re-recorded the vocals and we had uh, a lot of my my lovely friends uh Perform on it. We we got that single done, and then I actually uh, I applied for a factor grant to be able to track it, and thankfully I got approved and got that grant and was able to. Hire Beautiful. a tracker, which I which I think made made a world of difference for sure, and uh, and it's been played on a bunch of different stations, like not not only Sirius XM but a, a ton of different radio stations, which I'm not going to try to name them all, or I'm going to leave people out. It, it's been a ride for sure. We released it on January 17th the the response has been overwhelming. It was it was really it still is really really cool to be told that people like. Me that they like, (laughs) they like my music. It's been, (laughs) it's been really neat. Like I've, I've I've had a lot of response from Mm. people who wouldn't necessarily be country fans, for example. Friends of friends who have found it on Spotify because they know who I am personally, kind of thing. And they've gone, "Holy shit, we, we, we we like what you're doing." I've done a lot of radio interviews, but that I'm just terrible at. I. I I ramble so much, Todd, as you know, when people want to talk to me for like five minutes and they're like, okay, we've got five minutes, you know, Todd, tell me all about your stuff. I, I, I do a lot of, uh, well, and that's the five minutes. Okay. Katie Topham, everybody. Yeah. Um, (laughs) has this
1: ever happened to you? Yeah. (laughs) Go on a podcast instead. Uh,
2: You and I talk really well. So yeah.
1: I I just want to add something that you probably know better than I do past guest on the show and good friend of ours, uh, goes back with you quite far back. I'm going to double on the word back (laughs) goes quite far back with you. Uh, Jesse T. Heck yeah. Uh, has lent her talents and conversation to this podcast several times, took a moment when we were recording the last one in descendants, while you were there, mm-hmm. when you weren't in the room, told me that she couldn't have been more excited that you were getting back into music. Because around the time you were putting out the single and you had a photo shoot coming up and uh, I, I could tell that it was something that she's, she was really waiting for so
2: you know i've always been I, I i will take this moment to appreciate i'm
1: thinking about that piece of shit right now and it's making me tear up <laughs> like feel, the, feel the love in this room
2: you know honestly jesse's one of my absolute best friends and and she we we send each other hilarious things on instagram daily and uh we we snapchat each other quite a bit which is nice um Jesse's also one of the most talented people I know uh, and, and the most hard, one of the most hardest working people Is that grammatically correct. One of the hardest working people I know.
1: She's also, one of the working from, hardest.
2: Yeah, exactly. Aside from all of those things, she's a gem. She's she's incredibly supportive. I think some of the most poignant memories I have oh in the past ten years making music and playing music are they involve her, and and a lot of that is because she's one of my biggest cheer cheerleaders and always has been. So you now I'm getting te- I'm tearing up now. It's all the hormones. <laughs> it's all the hormones. I just had a baby. It's fine. But no, seriously. It, She's always been there behind me going, you can do this. I don't I don't know why you think you can't. And she's good people. And it uh, it makes me feel very grateful that she speaks so highly of me that uh, that's pretty neat. Well, that's there you go. You know, I would say one of my fondest memories of performing was the, the first CCMAs I ever attended was in Hamilton 2010, maybe. 2000. Sure. That's a year. I want to say we were like, well, she's a couple years younger than me, but I want to say I was like 18 or 19. So maybe 2008, 2009, maybe. I don't know. We did a open mic night that the Stellas, who were a band at the time, I don't think they're doing that anymore. They hosted this open mic at, I don't know, some venue in Hamilton. And Jesse and I get up and sang a song that we wrote together called I Want You to Know. And we've performed that song a few times. Actually, recently when I was pregnant, I went and saw her perform Atlanta's Lounge and she called me up and we sang that song together. And I almost cry every time we sing it because I, I love singing with her. That's a cool memory. I, I, I have a video of that somewhere that I it pops up on my Facebook feed every once in a while. And I, I reshare it every time it does. But that was a cool time when we performed. It was the first time I had performed at a, a big-ish event. So that was pretty neat.
1: That is neat. Yeah. You're one of the coolest people and such a good friend. And uh, oh, right, I don't know right right if back you at fucking you. scratched the surface <laughs> or, or looked at it from six feet away. I mean, I, I'm kind of tired. It's 6 p.m. here. I'm in the Arctic. It's draining me a little bit. I really enjoyed chatting with you. And I think we talked about a lot of stuff, right?
2: I, I think so too. I think we we covered a lot of things.
1: I always feel like I could get, go deeper. Like I always feel, felt like I could have taken several points when you were talking really in-depth about stuff and just spent like, let's go another dimension further. How did you feel about that? And,
2: oh, but, we you know um, we could. But, I specifically, when we talk, I think we've had a lot of those. <laughs> I think we've had a lot of those conversations at work for sure. That's why I miss you so much.
1: By the way, I I miss you and Ryan. I wanted this to be a grand sentence, point form. Love the guy since I met him. I had the privilege of getting to be a guest at the wedding. The wedding was beautiful. Ah, thanks. That was in the summer of 2018. And now you have little Zenon. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't be happy for the three of you.
2: Thank you. I really do sometimes just take a step back and look at my life and realize that I am... I, I I'm overtired I'm overworked but I am so overly blessed at the same time i my my husband is. Ryan's the most wonderful human. I love him to death. As you know, we were friends for many years before we actually got together. And yes. it was it was kind of... Us getting together is a whole other story that we'll delve into some other time. But I'm so lucky that our paths happened to cross and that we ended up together because he's just... Oh, I couldn't ask for a better person to share my life with. And and the fact that we have a kid is just super cool. It's To, to be able to look at this tiny human who somehow is like the most gorgeous baby i I've ever seen
3: it, it, it somehow it, it,
2: flo- <laughs> it floors me every I time mean, you, put, <laughs> it, <laughs> you, you put the two
1: of us together and you hope for the best I,
2: honest <laughs> to god i really like i i just i remember spending spending nine months just going what are you gonna look like i have no idea and oh my god this kid is beautiful and and it just it floors me every time when i get to look at him and then i look at my husband and go Gee, we made that that's pretty cool and it's uh my life has ended up being pretty super. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm pretty lucky. So it's mm-hmm. uh, thank you for saying that. We we appreciate you too. And I know I Ryan always says that he is he was so glad when we started working together because I feel like when, when when we hang out more often, my I'm in a better mood. I you're one of my best friends, and so it's really awesome when we get to spend time together. And my uh, Ryan thinks you the cat's ass, man.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Todd Donald Show. Starring, produced, and edited by Todd Donald. The piano music and the rap is by J.P. Sunga, who you can find at jpsunga.com. The theme music is Maki Alkino by William Chernoff. Find him at chernoff.band. And I'm Milo Axelrod, Todd's favorite bar none human voice. And I'm not bragging, he wrote this. If you'd like to hear more of my voice, check out my podcast, Describing a Rock in which I describe some rocks. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Please support The Todd Donald Show by sharing it with anyone who might enjoy it. Follow and interact with at ToddDonaldShow on Twitter and Instagram. And if you feel like going the extra mile on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review, preferably in its favor. Have a great day, friends.